you're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshi. Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel, uh, where over the past several weeks, we have been examining what has been going on in the travel industry in regards to the coronavirus pandemic. As we know, we've talked to pilots, travel agents, concierge from around the world, uh, all sorts of interesting individuals. And I'm really excited about today's episode because I have a dear friend of mine, uh, Tim DeRodiff, who happens to be a concierge at one of the top hotels in Santa Monica. He's also vice president of the Los Angeles Concierge Association. And I think it's great just because you know, I've certainly shared a little bit of my story, but my story is just so unique to me that I also want to share with you all what's it like for other individuals within this city. So I think, um, you know, talking to Tim today, we'll really kind of discover that you could even be in the same city and have very different experiences at this time. So without further ado, Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Uh, yeah, very excited. So why don't we just kind of give a, um, just a little bit of a background. So how long have you been a concierge and worked in the hospitality industry? So I've actually worked in the hospitality industry for about 10 years. Um, and I've been a concierge for about six of those 10 years. Um, I originally started as a front desk agent um, and then moved up um, to front office management and then found the world of concierge. Um, moved over uh, to Santa Monica. I was working at a hotel in Hollywood originally and then moved to Santa Monica where I started uh, concierge work. And I've been doing that since. That's great. No, that's awesome. So, I mean, so you definitely have been in and around the whole hospitality game here in in the city and all of that. Um, But obviously, times you've never experienced anything like this before so like what has this experience been like for you yeah so um like most of us a really uncertain one (laughs) um at the beginning it was really 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 scary right because no one really knew what was going on i think now we have a little bit more of um uh, information that's, that's given out to us. But at the beginning, it was really, really just uh, no information at all. Um, so at the beginning, it was really challenging for me. Um, luckily, I have family in Northern California, where I'm originally from. So I was able to um, spend a few months up there quarantining, sheltering in place with my family. Um, I sort of used the time to invest in myself. Uh, I exercised daily, um, read some books, spent some time with my family. Um, my mom has a really good saying that life is what you make it, what you choose to make it. Um, so that's always in the back of my mind with whatever I do. Um, so I, I use the time to sort of repurpose and refocus and just uh, invest in myself. I love that. And, I, you know, because I've definitely been following you online and seeing what you're doing. And I think it's so important because... I mean, to be fair, obviously, like with the with the pandemic, it's it's hit all of us in very different ways. And there's no one way to sort of respond to it. But I feel like for for those of us that are able to be like, okay, well, you know, there's a bit of a pause with this. And what can I do to better myself, whether it is physically, emotionally, intellectually, skill wise, you know, it, it, it just kind of takes the situation and you end up because really 
what's the reason why we're off? I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we're freaking out, but the main reason is that it's something that we can't control. And whenever it's something you can't control, people freak out. Um, understandably so. So, but when you end up focusing on what you can control, that's where, that's where you you can kind of ground yourself in the middle of all this chaos because it really is chaos. Uh, and you've been doing a, a great job of that. So um, were you then furloughed from your job and then you were off for a bit? Because I know that you're back at work and we're definitely gonna talk about that. But um, what, what was that period like? So I was laid off um, for about three months. Um, so actually laid actually off, laid not off. furloughed. Actually not furloughed. like, bye-bye. Okay, bye. cool. Okay. Yeah, laid off. Well, with, not cool, but... With, yeah. <laughs> with the, um, with the, I mean, the hotel, I think, always had the intent to recall us back based on our seniority. Um, but yes, I was, I was, I was sent a letter um, uh, that, uh, um, where, where the hotel informed all of the employees that we, we had been laid off. Um, they were very, they took very good care of us. They paid us a couple weeks and um, they actually paid for our, um, they paid for our medical coverage uh, for a couple months as well. Um, so yeah, so they took very good care of us while we were, while we were out. Um, I don't think anyone sort of knew when anyone would be back. Um, so just, to have that, you know, security was really, really, really mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. And, you know, it's actually interesting that you bring that up because, again, so many businesses have been doing this in such different ways. And it just kind of depends on, like, you know, their sort of financial structure, what makes sense, what sort of timeline they're thinking, what they're going to do in the meantime. Some businesses are using this time to renovate. Some, um, some can and have, you know, decided to... St- so... Did they actually close, by the way, your hotel? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I work at Casa del Mar, and they have a sister property, Shutters on the Beach. Uh, so both hotels closed um, for the most part. I mean, accounting was still there. There were a few managers uh, working to reopen, um, but uh, it was closed to the public for, I would say, about three months both hotels. Got it. Okay. Okay. So it's just interesting because, you know, in, in my particular case, my hotel has stayed, stayed yes, open I know. Yeah. the whole time. And we're, we've just been furloughed and furloughed. And mm-hmm. I think we'll find out later this week if that furlough is extended or yeah. what decisions they're making. So mm-hmm. uh, that'll be interesting. But, uh, but it's, it's interesting to see that they made the decision to just lay you guys off, but they actually, you know, did right. And they, they tried to take care of you guys the best that they could. And then, um, have since reopened and so you're back at work how when did you go back to work how long has it been what, uh, what is this like? <laughs> so uh we opened back up at the beginning of the month which was really interesting because that's the day that they reclosed all indoor dining um so <laughs> so we have a really i work right on the beach we have a really gorgeous restaurant and lobby that's very, especially during the summer, very, very lively. There's lots going on there. And so I think for me, that's been the biggest, um, the biggest, uh, the most interesting thing about being back to work is not being, is working during the summer that is usually so busy with people coming um, from the beach and and enjoying drinks in our bar. And just to have it silent every day is just, it's, it's really unusual. And it's really a sign of the times for me. Um, in terms of getting back to work, that has been the biggest, uh, just adjusting to life from 
working on yourself and having time to exercise and reading um, into going to work every day has been uh, a really interesting challenge. <laughs> so how has it been a challenge? Is it, did you find that, um, this is great, by the way, I, I love this because, you know, I mean, it is finding this new rhythm because we were going at a certain pace. We had our certain rhythm. We did our certain things. We were whatever, whatever. And then everything in essence came to a screeching halt and then, okay, fine. So we don't have these things in our life that we're necessarily doing or focusing on like work and work related events and going out and all that. So then choosing to really kind of focus more inward in essence, and now you're back at it. So are you kind of trying to find the balance to keep that great practice in essence that you were doing while you were gone while you're now at work? Totally. Yeah. I mean, it is, I mean, when, as you know, when you work eight hours a day, it is kind of difficult to make time for those other things that you have an entire day to do, maybe. Um, so that has been challenging. I do really enjoy, I'm a very structured person, so I really enjoy having a routine again, um, even though, as you know, our schedules can be so all over the place. And mine has been since we've reopened. I've um, been working a lot. <laughs> because we're so limited in staff right now, um, it's sort of an all hands on deck situation. Um, so I, um, I, I've been there almost every day since the hotel is open, which has been nice. It's been nice to have something to do because I live alone here in, uh, in my apartment. So it's just nice to have something to, um, to do interact day. with I interact think. with interact with people yeah exactly i get really bored of myself so <laughs> i know, <laughs> I, know nice I live alone too and yeah. that's like the one thing that i was like uh people i and yeah, i well, do and actually you, know a couple of, yeah and you've been doing this the entire time right like for months just been hanging out at home i love my couch yeah, good for you. <laughs> I love my couch. I love my couch. It's so I take funny a nap too because on this couch. I like do interviews uh... on this couch. This is a very magical couch. <laughs> well, and it was so funny because I was so uh, against going back up to my family for the first few weeks of quarantine. That was just not something I was interested in at all um, because I was like, I'm so independent and I want to maintain that. Um, and then I finally went up and spent a couple months up there and then was like, I can't live alone. <laughs> you it's know, so it's, funny. It's, and th that's a really great point because uh, I've been noticing and I straight up have been like, I like have, all, I have like eating, eating issues in the sense that, because people are like, <laughs> what, what are you sharing with us? In the yeah. sense that I'm bored of eat, eating is a social activity. And so if I'm totally. by, by myself, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll just like whip up something like super basic and whatever. I don't want to spend a lot of money on food because it's like mm -hmm. I want to like enjoy good food with people. Not I don't want to just mm -hmm. sit by myself and eat like an, yeah. an amazing meal. Like so I was like, I find myself not wanting to spend money on certain things like some certain foods. But then um, and so then I'm just like bored and then I like lose my appetite. Because I'm like, well, it's not really exciting. Like, oh, another mm -hmm. arugula salads. I make a bomb arugula salad. But like after day 100, my body's salad. like, I don't really care about your arugula salad anymore. Exactly. <laughs> and, yeah. And so, yeah, it's just it's it's interesting that like we are social creatures and we do crave yeah. that. 
Um, so to, to kind of bring it back to like you and, and work and everything. So sure. I mean, what has been the going back to work process? Like what was that process like? Like what changes are you guys doing at work? Um, yeah. What's all that sure. about? Yeah. So before, so I was sent an offer letter while I was laid off um, before I returned to work. And in the offer letter, uh, it was contingent upon, my return was contingent upon um, me getting tested um, in order to return and passing the test, essentially. Um, so before I could even start, uh, I had to get uh, the COVID test. Um, and then we had to go to two days of orientation, um, one of which was sort of just welcoming us back, doing all the necessary paperwork. And then the next day was sort of all of the protocols that were, were put in place um, um, in order to keep us safe, in order to keep our guests safe as well. Um, so, I mean, everything is sort of, right, everything, every day we get new information, so we have to make the necessary changes, um, but they have disposable masks for us every day. Um, my station is covered in plexiglass, um, sanitizer throughout the entire, I've never seen, we have, um, uh, cordless hand sanitizer machines that are just like motion censored and they are, I've never seen so many. <laughs> they're throughout the hotel, throughout the lobby. Um, there's uh, new methods of entry and exit for guests and employees. Um, obviously they spend a lot of money on really high tech uh, uh, machines that sanitize soft surfaces and hard surfaces. And um, they are not looking to sell out at capacity either, which is what something I really like. Um, so uh, if, if they can, um, housekeeping will let the room and, and management will let the room sit for at least 24 hours before um, a new arrival. So just lots of different policies. Um, when, when we could have a fitness center open, an indoor fitness center open, we, uh, the concierge, my job, one of my jobs was to um, uh, put people in time slots um, so we would. We so would you are doing time slots for your your fitness center. We yes. So we have a fitness center. We have a, we have a small fitness center. So when uh, that activity was allowed to be indoor, um, we uh, would uh, every hour on the hour have time slots for uh, single sing, people who are single or families who are uh, sheltering together, um, and then yes, and then. They get a 45-minute time slot, and then after that 45 minutes, housekeeping comes and sanitizes the, the center for uh, wow. until the next person comes. Yes. That's great because I actually, um, I mean, I had heard about, uh, you know, hotels or properties uh, doing sort of time slots for the fitness center, but I, I heard about it like in theory, so I didn't know how it was actually like right. done sort of in practice. So that's interesting to, to hear mm -hmm. that that you guys are doing that. Um, so, so by the way, like what has it, like, so how has it been like for the guests? Like, are the guests like understanding? Are they open to like, how, how has it been with the guests? Yeah. So we sent actually, we sent a welcome letter out a few days before the guest's arrival, kind of detailing all of the regulations we have in place uh, for the hotel. So before they even get there, they kind of have information on what's happening what outlets are open, what outlets are closed, um, sort of everything that we're doing. Um, so for the most part, people are really, really understanding. People, like kind of how we touched on, are feeling really cooped up. <laughs> yeah. So they're just really excited to get out and travel and be, I'm, we're really lucky because we're right on the beach. So 
people are really, really excited to be at the beach and um, uh, enjoying time with their families, things like that. So you were actually mentioning the um, like the at capacity element as far as in regards to housekeeping and all of that. Uh, so um, I'm, so it's interesting that occupancy has been a very interesting sort of topic just because I mean, and a lot of factors go into that. You know, there are some that are just like saying steady at like a 10 percent. There are others that kind of dip on weekends, they can go up as high as 50 percent. Then they come back down and then they might be even 20 percent. There are other parts in the country that they're like 100 percent, which is crazy and then there's others that are just like really sort of so like for you guys like what how's it been with this reopening and you're right there on the beach so that being said you guys are a beach property um but like how like how has occupancy been has it been over 50 percent not over 50 percent yet for my hotel uh shutters on the beach i know last weekend um or the weekend before they actually had to stop accepting reservations um, because they had reached that 50% mark. Wow. Um, yeah. So people are really, especially on the weekends, yeah. um, people are really looking to get out there. They are. And, and return to whatever normal is. Um, <laughs> it's a temporary normal. It's a temporary. But it you is. know, yeah. and I have to say, but I love hearing this because here's the no, thing. No, totally. Yeah. It's like, at the end of the day, there's so much that's going to ebb and flow as we work Absolutely. our way out of this. Um, whether totally. it's based off of a vaccine, whether it's based off our numbers in Los Angeles, are we going to close back down again? Mm -hmm. Are we not? Like, mm -hmm. th there's there are so many variables, and it's so dynamic. Absolutely. But um, and and it seems to be kind of like a waiting game for certain businesses. On in essence, like how long mm -hmm. can they kind of hold out? Exactly. Um, until they can kind of like get business again. But what I will say is that we are very lucky in Southern California in, in that we do have a strong base of people that um, that have, yes, they might be financially impacted, but they, they have enough funds that they'll still be able to travel. They'll still be able to do staycations. They'll still, mm -hmm. Santa Monica will always be a destination. Um, Absolutely. And, you yeah. know, at a certain point we'll get, you know, I think now probably, now are we have, are you having more like local staycationers? Yeah. So a lot of local staycationers are people from California or their surrounding states. Um, but I've, I've had a few people travel for work even, and uh, a, a lot of domestic travel, um, people from New York and um, uh, other states further east so it's been kind of a mixed bag bag um primarily staycationers a lot of people celebrating things too i've had to uh do a lot of amenities for people celebrating anniversaries birthdays oh. they want to like get out and like celebrate um so that's been kind of fun that's great well and it's good so again that that is just showing it's like you know, right now we have what we call the tiptoers, the ones that are, yes. you know, tiptoeing out there to see what it's like and to, to uh -huh. feel like comfortable. And then, um, you know, as we again, just kind of progress through this, we'll get more people and more people that end up feeling more comfortable. But it is great to see that like people are really looking to hotels to celebrate. Totally. Yeah. Well, and it's, well, it's usually something like I was supposed to be in the Bahamas, but this is you know, a good secondary option. 
stuff like that. Um, yes, the Bahamas, which obviously (laughs) has just been announced. Um, You know, for those of you guys that are listening, that was just announced two days ago that it's like Bahamas are like, no dice, no, no, no Americans. Sorry. (laughs) So, um, yeah, that's exciting, too. Uh, (laughs) But but, you know, here at the end of the day, it's like, obviously, there are a lot of even though there are a lot of whether they're travel bans and this and that. We are so lucky that we do live in such a big country and there are so many great places to visit. And there are totally. so many great places to visit not far from where you happen to live as well, too. So you don't have to necessarily get all crazy about it. I mean, I even mm-hmm. did a staycation in Santa Monica for my birthday. You know? Love it. Um, your property wasn't open at the time or else I probably would Okay, I was going to say. I would have opted. <laughs> please. But I did do that because I was just like, I just want to sleep in a different bed tonight. Absolutely. Which it sounds silly, but like at now, you know, just things have been so scaled back that it's some of the, it's the simple things that we're really kind of mm-hmm. getting tickled by, I think. Absolutely. I think. Um, so... You kind of touched on this. Well, you touched on this a little bit more like the personal sort of realm. But um, right now, I want to get like your thoughts on what recommendations you might have for concierge to stay relevant moving forward. Now, the reason why I asked this question um, is we know there are a lot of changes happening in the industry. Um, You know, you're you're very lucky to be like back at work and and, you know, kind of navigating it sort of in real time, um, which I think is awesome um but not everybody necessarily has that you know so depending on the property the property might be closed still they might still be furloughed they might be let go they might not so there's a lot up in the air but um and also the position uh, the role of the concierge in essence you know I th- a lot of people have been questioning oh like is that still going to be a position that hotels will want to have moving forward certainly in higher end hotels they're not getting rid of the concierge. They can't. They have that clientele. They can't. Those high, high-end hotel, like properties like yours, mine, others, like they're like, we know our clientele. We can't exist without a concierge. But there are some 100%. that are like, depending on on how their property is, it might be in essence for them a little bit of a toss-up. So that being said, um, like now, especially now that you're there and you're working. Like, how do you mm-hmm. recommend that concierge um, kind of stay relevant, like moving forward? Yeah, um, as always with any position, I think it's important to be completely indispensable. Um, when I started in the hospitality industry, I, you know, after about a year and a half, became a front office supervisor, and that was just because I learned everything about what it was expected of me, and then went beyond that, and that sort of actually. Um, began my insight into the concierge world is there wasn't a traditional lobby concierge in that property. Um, but I found that guests were obviously when they come to a city as large as LA, really interested in getting sort of knowledge about the area and what to do. And so I took it upon myself to explore the area and put together sort of itineraries for people or just, I it was just, a source of knowledge for them. Um, so in addition to being indispensable, it's being just completely knowledgeable. Right now, we get so much information um, on a daily basis that changes. Um, and so concierge was already supposed to be the source of knowledge, but now it's a safety and health issue. 
um, in addition to that. So it's really, really, really important to sort of have that that knowledge as a as a base. Um, and then also not be afraid of technology. There's so much technology at our hands right now. Um, I know my property, we use we have used Alice for probably close to three or four years now. Um, and I think that um, uh, systems like that make it really, really easy for um, us to reach the guests in a contactless way. Um, I think people, like you were saying, are sort of like tiptoeing, um, not the most comfortable with uh, interactions, with social interactions, but there is a way to reach people um, without you know, necessarily having them at your desk. I text my guests all the time um, to confirm bookings and to reserve things for them. Um, so yeah, it's just really being a source of knowledge, being indispensable, um, being versatile. Uh, right now, as I mentioned before, we're sort of all hands on deck. Uh, you know, I, I'm the concierge, but I have a background in front office. So if I need to, you know, help checking a guest in, I can do so. Um, so it's just really being open to whatever the role entails. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Well, and you know, you I, you bring up that great point. Well, first of all, even just mm-hmm. how you kind of like got yourself as a concierge, you know, like it, you, it just shows that you're mm-hmm. resourceful. And I think that that's really like the big thing right now is that it it is just staying like being uh, brush up on your knowledge and being on Absolutely. the pulse of things. Uh, totally. It's uh, it's honestly, I feel like I'm learning the city from the ground up right now, which is with everything, restaurants that are open or closed or open for patio dining or just takeout and delivery. So it's, 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 it, it is a full-time <laughs> job. Yeah. But, <laughs> but because you're do because you're doing the work and you're doing that, you're proving that you're indispensable because nobody else is necessarily doing that like at the property. I mean, others probably on your right. team. Well, no one, well, and no one is as interested in it. Right. Like I think the difference with concierge is that we're so interested in the world around us and that's, it excites us. Um, and so uh, I think that in, in terms of, you know, where the role is, I, I think it would be hard for, um, the industry to lose such a role because it it is so impactful on the guest totally. experience. I mean, I even kind of argue that I think we might even see like, you know, there might, again, it depends on the property, but this sort of resurgence with the importance of the role, just because I think so, you know, what is it at the end of the day when a traveler comes to a destination, generally speaking, unless it's like a resort or something like that, they're not really coming just for the hotel they're coming for the destination mm-hmm. now their stay at the hotel is absolutely part of the experience but totally. that's only part of the experience and so what these right. travelers are doing is they're leaning into people like us the concierge that are that that local connection to help them navigate what makes sense what is open what's what are mm-hmm. proper protocols and customs like is it safe mm-hmm. to do this now? Is it not safe? Whatever that is. And so I actually feel like now um, is a time, especially like as a concierge, if you really kind of do your your homework and your background, you can prove to be more indispensable than ever. And, um, and there's totally also I think, an element of like rolling up your sleeves and just do, doing what doing needs the to work. be done. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like thinking outside of the box that like, we're not just. Well, and we're right. Exactly. So, I mean, part of, as you know, part of the job is just being a master problem solver. And there are so many issues <laughs> right now that, um, that, you know, people like us are excited to get our hands on and excited to find uh, a solution for. Yeah. No, they, they totally are. So, okay, to kind of wrap this up, like in a bit of a larger scheme of things, and don't worry, nobody's like holding you to this, but like, do you have any like thoughts <laughs> or, or anything on the travel recovery process? I mean, and the reason why I, I, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this is that in essence, like compared to some, like I kind of see, like you're kind of on the other side. You're on the other side in that mm. you are back to work, you are working at a hotel that's open now. So you are on the other side in that you are navigating the new normal. Things will change for sure, sure. over the coming months, mm -hmm. but like you're kind of there living, eating, breathing it. So what what are your mm -hmm. what are your kind of thoughts um on the travel recovery process? Yeah, I think it'll be slow. Um but I don't think it'll be as slow as we think it will. Um just from what I've seen in the past two weeks of being at the property, um, especially how much we pick up on the weekends, people are sort of ready to get out there, I think a little bit more than um, is covered in the media maybe. Um, but I think uh, kind of how we mentioned, it's gonna be a lot of like road trips, um, but um, I think people are, are just are, are, are ready to get out there um, and live like a local, experience a new city. Um, and I definitely think that's sort of where we come into play is people are gonna, I think, like you said, there might be a little resurgence of like the guest relations or the concierge role um, because people won't be able to go super far. So they'll wanna go somewhere close, but then have a really different, unique experience. Yeah, well, and I think you, you just bring up so many good points that yeah, it is gonna be slow. But I actually mm -hmm. was thinking about it and I've described it to a couple people so far, um, almost like I, I see it almost like a slingshot, you know? So the experience mm -hmm. is like a slingshot in that it's like, we're kind of like that sort of pullback, which is kind of like the down, mm -hmm. like as we're, we're being mm -hmm. pulled back. And then as soon as things kind of, we, in essence, get to the, whether it's, again, whether it's a vaccine, whether it's just numbers go down, whatever right. the case is, it, it, this is the slow, but then at some point it'll release and then it's going to go mm -hmm. like once people are kind of like comfortable. So comfortable. Exactly. And um, at least on my property, the um, from the guest feedback standpoint, it's been like, oh, my gosh, you know, I was so nervous to travel. But you guys have been so helpful. And this has really put me at ease. So once we hear more stories like that, once people talk to their friends, share that information, um, then I it, yeah, I think. It'll yeah, well, and, and that's why awesome, these yeah. moments right now are so critical because totally. these experiences with those that have have gone the have decided to go travel, the more <laughs> positive experiences that they have at the beginning where they feel safe, they feel good about things are like, wow, these hotels, these businesses have really like done the best that they can to like really make me feel comfortable yes, we understand that things look different, but like they're trying to make me feel comfortable. The more positive experiences like that, that we have, I think just in general, it'll get others far more comfortable. And then, you know, more and then more and then more people will, 
will kind of like start to to crawl out of their homes in essence exactly and, and we need mm-hmm. that and that's that's another thing is is that like on one hand people are like oh is it too much to like promote travel but on another hand it's like well so long as you do it in a safe and smart way totally. you can because it's been a long time we, a lot of us have been home <laughs> for a very long time and for our emotional well-being like we are craving that something different and so totally. i think it's you know so long as people exercise caution and respect and they I actually liken it. I mean, it's a relationship. So hotels and businesses have done their part. They're like, this is how we've stepped up to the plate. This is what we're doing. This is what we're acquiring, et cetera. Now, the other side of the of the equation is in the traveler. And so right now, we just need to make sure that the travelers are, are that they're responsible, that they are, bring, they are socially totally. responsible to basically help carry out and um, the practices that businesses are doing. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, we sort of politely, if, if someone's not wearing a mask in the in the common spaces, politely request that they, you know, put on their mask. So there is a way, there's a finesse to 100%. that. I'm sure a lot of businesses are going to find themselves. Exactly. And, then, and obviously the mask issue being pretty much the number one thing, because not everybody's necessarily totally. like, oh, no hand sanitizer. And it's like, they're all like hung up over, over the mask. Yeah. So that's, I think will probably be the most visible way. But, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping and I'm, I'm saying overly optimistic that we kind of get past whatever sort of, you know, stigmas or um, notions that people yeah. have against it. And it's like, just for the greater good, just do this exactly. for now yeah. so we can get on the other side of this and not have to wear masks. Yes, please. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, well, this has been so great. I, this has been This fun. has been so fun. And... I really, um, I well, first of all, you know I adore you, but but I do adore you, and it's so and great you. to hear. <laughs> well, because I mean, for many reasons, but I mean, you're a fantastic dancer. That's obviously a feather in your cap. But uh, <laughs> but this, I I do love how you have you know remained so uh, sensible throughout this, and that because it is a time where a lot of people heightened emotions people are worried and this and that and it's like okay i mean i was there too <laughs> don't get me wrong um but uh i think there's a danger into being overcome by any emotion whatever of course it is. I, and don't get me wrong too i've definitely had my days where i'm like what's happening yeah. <laughs> to the world how can i show up yeah, and exactly. like be positive you know obviously but yeah. um there's part of that this is it's crazy times mm-hmm. but you know that you've you've managed to really kind of navigate it very well you know all things considered we've been given a lot of challenges so with that i i commend you You i definitely commend you oh appreciate that again life is what you make it so you can make it however you want exactly and on that I can't, I can't end it on that. Was the, that was the cherry on top. That was the icing on the cake. That is what you came for, people. That is what you came <laughs> But But um, no, this has been so great. So thank you so much. Uh, definitely appreciate it. Um, for those that might be interested or, or become new fans of you, where can people find you? Whether it's online, at the hotel, where, where should people find you? Uh, yeah. Um, so it, 
probably I'm you know me. I'm always on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is F E D O R E D, which is my last name spelled backwards. Um, but also I, I'm the vice president of the uh, Los Angeles Concierge Association, as we mentioned. Um, and our website is www.thelaca.com. Perfect. Great. Thank you so much, Tim. You have been amazing. Uh, I hope everybody that was tuning in from home uh, enjoyed this just to get a little bit of a slice of life as far as what it's like in the hospitality industry here in Los Angeles and um, seeing that, you know, we are seeing signs of life in Santa Monica and it's a great place to to go to. So um, definitely consider that. Consider Casa Del Mar as well, too. Um, I love the lobby bar area and i know it's modified right now but once it gets back up and running oh my gosh it's you're always welcome sarah one of my favorite places Favorite. (laughs) um so that being said thank you so much and to everybody listening at home thank you as well too please stay tuned as we have more amazing episodes coming out every week and um in the meantime stay safe stay healthy and travel happy Hmm. 